Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to this La Cosa Nostra radio production. La Cosa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com. Allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. We want to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home and hang our hats. The content and opinions of the people, the callers, and the hosts do not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of Lacosum Nostra ownership and management. Enjoy this Lacosum Nostra programming. Maybe if I took myself off a of mute, I would. Uh, I, you could hear me. But I want to welcome everybody to uh, La Costa Nostra Radio. This is Jay, and uh, this is our house, and our house is a place that uh, we can uh, go ahead and relax and chill out a little bit and catch up on what we may have missed during the weekend because we appreciate every single person here, and we appreciate every single person around the world and the over 90 nations that have tuned in to La Cosa Nostra Radio. We really appreciate you guys and appreciate that you guys made uh, my birthday weekend this last weekend amazing with one of our most listened to weekends ever uh, on our channel. So we really appreciate it. I'm just absolutely floored. Thank you guys so much. And without further ado, let me go to my... Uh, sidekick on uh, our house on Wednesdays. Uh, hello, Raz. How you doing, brother? Yeah, how you doing, Jay? I'm glad to hear I'm your sidekick. That makes me, what, like Bruce Lee in that Green uh, Hornet series back in the 60s? Oh, yeah, Green, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Hornet and uh, Cato. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're bringing out the geek in me. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, man. You know what they say about well, we, wasps? They sting like bees. Or Muhammad Ali. They really, really do. And um, let me see. I've got a lot of stuff going on here tonight. Or today, which is pretty damn awesome. Universal uh-huh. Standard Time. We've established that now. Anytime on the web, 24 hours is all the networks. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, Well, I got a lot of stuff here, and I got tons of tons of poems to pick from. It's just like it's just like poetic candy here. Uh, We're gonna get a little heat going. We're gonna get a little chill going. We're gonna get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We got some Azekel going to be playing today. We got some, uh, just a bunch of people uh, We see Azekel out on the board, which is awesome. And uh, let's see where I want to start this uh, show off. Um, I'll wait till she shows up. I'll wait for that one, wait for that one. And uh, I think we'll play Q. All right. I think we'll uh, go ahead and let, um, listen to what Q has to say to us today. Sure. If you want to call in, uh, Azekel, you can. Hello, soul out on the board. QP. Great to see you. What's that? QP. 
<laughs> Quarter point. Yeah. Let me let me uh, put in Callan uh, Q, also known by Q. And this poem is called "All the Wrongness." Let's see, there it is. All the wrongness. If I may say as much, it started spring of December. Embracing the wounds of autumn March, thought summer is what goes inside July. But blue November flooded in pouring rain, how to survive winter of May? When you call truth with life, layering deep is a struggled cry of an innocent soul, bidding goodbye. Gasping breath, catching death, heartbeats end is the only unexpected change that didn't exist until now. When my heartstring starts faltering, it's the kind of kindness that's darkening. Wow, that's amazing. You know what? The, the one thing I'm really starting to like about her poetry, it's, it's almost like a journal. Is a journal in into a young woman's life, and you're kind of uh, just walking along in how she feels and and her uh, experiences and uh, um, in, in such a, a fantastic poetic way. Uh, she brings so much to the table, and she delivers it in such a in, in such a uh, in a emotional packed way that it, it, it's like it can't help but hit you every single time. Um, I think that what she does is just simply amazing. And uh, I, I think it's it, it, it's awesome. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, there's definitely an emotional connection here with the seasons, what's on the surface of these metaphors they could go any which way depending on a person interpreting their own mood. And so you have uh, that sense of a feeling of which maybe a greater loss is incoming. But uh, when the poet writes that it's faltering, there's not any distinguishment of why these overtones of shadow overcome one's psychology at times to be precise if these are just mere guesses or some form of psychic premonition. It borders along the lines of uh, parapsychology in so much that you have your own feelings unable to completely interpret if there's any divination of that very darkness. Awesome, awesome. Um take on that uh, really <laughs> you know your brain is just too big for me <laughs> I think you did an awesome job on this well I think uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I, I got a couple I'll go of stick myself questions. in the washing machine now I'll shrink you'll be okay Okay, make sure it shrinks for me uh, <laughs> um, and Tila is trying to get in here and I'm Unfortunately, I don't know what's going on. So what I'm going to do right now is um, I'm going to go ahead and play one of Asakel's uh, audios that he has for us. Um, He has a couple for us, so I'm going to play this one first. And here we go. 
pains painstakingly persevered. Prominent predisposed people press prescriptions, perpetually pinpointing problems psychological permanent, playing pilot, pharmacologically pounding precursory pills, planned philosophy, power, prayed pettied private pornographies, pontificating propaganda poisons, pursuing prophetical protagonistic people, paradoxical pantomimistic pagan practices personally personifying poppycock procurements, pacifying peaceful personage, posted psychosis precautioned physical problematic pre-indicators, prematurely passively prefabricated pompous pretentious prognoses, perplexing patriotic pursuits, pleasures past proportional parameters pre-litigated preambulistically, pushing personality profiling, pietlessness plagiaristically paraphrasing parchments punishing pseudonomical physicist poet performer painter predicates per pathos perversions perjured publicly prejudice persecutions philanthropically proud this is like serious 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 um alliteration this it, this takes alliteration and it actually straps a rocket um to it and um I know possibly it is the wrong one. I didn't have time to upload both uh, audios uh, for you, Azekel. We already have this one on file, so I just used this one. But I want to say that it, it is absolutely, um, uh, absolutely dynamite. And um, I'm we'll we'll play the other one when we get a chance to. I'm. Um, absolutely floored by this. I, I can't say enough about how you are able to bring something together in that way and make it make sense. Yeah, it, it does. It makes great sense because it, it not only talks about um, mental illness and talks about uh, the different styles, but it also talks about the abuse of the uh, of the uh, medical system that treats these uh, these um, these um, types of conditions, the pharmaceuticals and everything like that. So I think that this is just an absolute fantastic um, way to put this. It's be it's super intelligent. Braz, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. It has plenty to say of. Some of these modern figures, what you have with Twitter, you know, they just lose their mind at their own fame and we're expected to go on worshiping as the masses. So there's a comment there. If you look closer into the alliterations where he's processed that, what is there to your modern celebrity except that they're likely still taking drugs and that's not seen as socially or unmorally whole. And uh, you can find all of this at the real Luther Vandross.com. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how you put that. Um, uh, especially, I didn't know that there was such a place, the real Luther Vandross. Is that a real thing? <laughs> no, but if there's any celebrities out there who have not taken advantage of the new social media platform, I'm just giving you heads up that Luther Vandross should make that comeback, or maybe even Arsenio Hall, you know, some other figures back from the 80s, because look what it's all coming down to, really, that you have uh, Kevin Bacon explaining to you what life is like because he starred in Syrup Echoes once in the 1990s. Oh, you get great point there, great point, you know. Um, and uh, let me see, was it was it River Phoenix that we lost? Do something like that as well? Um I, yeah, I Joe Con Phoenix's yeah. brother. That's the tragedy. Yep. They're all meant to uh really take you there, Hollywood, when it comes to that point. There's a, a sad part of the whole business really. Yeah, you're right there. Um and also Heath Ledger is another one. Um that uh that was was sad as well. So yeah. Well, and I, you have Joe Con Phoenix some... playing the Joker in uh, the Academy Award-winning film of 2020. So it all connects somehow when you look deeper into that occult part of Hollywood. But we're not exactly inside edition here to uh, state every last (laughs) here. We don't want to go viral. Do we? (laughs) We would. By the time I'm seeing you on the news, Jay, I'm going to just turn myself into the FBI. They're dangerous. They're dangerous, though. Those those type of people, you don't want to. When mess I hear with you them. on the news, so, I'm gonna have no other choice, Jay. So I'm not gonna mention that word that begins with Ness and ends with a Y. But uh, yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking no, about. No, the bad word's really viral because you know that the government <laughs> investigates all those videos before you're watching it on television. <laughs> why they're popular for no reason on the net. <laughs> they got all the money viral. in the world all the money in the world that's that's all i'll say okay and uh don't say don't take this wrong anyone listening to it okay uh what i'm gonna say is hello to jask out in the uh, in the listening world we're going to go ahead and play his uh soundcloud next and whoop yep it's got a soundcloud in it and we want to make sure that everybody is listening in. So I'm going to throw once again the uh, link for the show on the board right after his. And uh, this is called Dyslexia by Jaskaran. And here we go. Dyslexia. They told me I'm dyslexic and that I will always be. This Sunday, brain embassies, Campbell and Thoughts, and was no moment. Held in twilight, solemn day, waves turned to sleep. They voice were lost in the wind, and silently so, being harmony in my head. We were in a sounding commission for murder of letters. I told them that Subi was much better than Boosie. I seen taste much more lichy, often hitting a bite, the mouth like this of us. I cream. Being member of others. In soft falling, light makes you just in the sky. Hope for my world. 
they told me anti cyclic and that is RBV. But the effort is much more beautiful to me. Thank you. Oh, I love this. I absolutely love this. You know, I, I look at that that uh, second little uh, group and uh, disjointed brain impulses scramble my thoughts. <laughs> I am lost in the moment. Yeah, I. You know, that's that's me. <laughs> that that describes me to a T. Um, yeah, my I scrambled all the time and disjointed. But uh, I think that uh, Jask, you are you're spot on, and and uh, I love the way that you put this. I told them that flu B sounds much better than blue C. Uh, I love that. I love that. You, it, this is a clever and very intelligent uh, piece that uh, really really brings out um, an. Uh, um, Kind of a, a, a visualization, a spotlight on on dyslexia, and I think that uh, you've done a masterful job in bringing this together. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, John Lennon was said to suffer from dyslexia, although he was also going to be a heavy reader, and it's uh, one of those psychological problems that. You can still get through life reading all the words backwards. So it depends on a person's own psychology, what what there is of how they can deal with the fact that the letters are there. Can they solve it like the tiny little puzzles in which you have a skill for decryption? And uh, some of uh, what he brought to light here, it, it does show a certain amount, like with all sickness, how they're suffering when there's that line which uh, mentions the voices of the children in the wind and how you can barely hold on to that very thought nor why it's being projected from your own psyche or an unknown source to be a hallucination at the time, and yet there's a haunting quality there of a, a deeper spiritual pain from this type of dyslexia. I uh, read recently a, a scholar who had been called Horace Mann, and uh, what he thought of the alphabet was rather dyslexic, that every last letter happens to be an evil spirit, which is trying to curse you by the devil. And this uh, knowledge was shared by the scholar in the 1800s, uh, you know, there's a deeper history with every subjective problem of which you think that has to do with science. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Um, I'm blown away at everything you always bring forward. What an incredible comment. And uh, let us keep on going um, with the sound clouds. And we'll do a little Titus right now. And here we go. Sober thoughts on love. To know one's onions, the pouring of apple sauce. As our displeasure, love, one absence, motif, sobriety. Since many here have splificated themselves awe as that none such gather conscience efforts 
a variety of ideas beyond their woes still demerit pleasure. The intoxications they leave are non-comparably lit. With you, my dear, the cat's meow, its ample cream supplying beauty, and I to lap it up. To have submit speechlessness this same kind act, to let love deem me, to take you home and leave our gams to leg it. Desire is bereft, wherefore else mindlessness pursue, to drink any giggle water, proposes the sober man safe intimately than a dewdropper, excuses imbue worshipping of plans, sees through more often than you ducky. Kindly forgive me, my big sleep is due. I really like this. Um, I had a great aunt um, who used to tell me stories of when she first got to this small, small um, kind of farming town called Minneapolis. And at the time, there was just a few roads, a, a, a little bar and saloon. She used to be um, a one one of the flapper girls performing inside that that um, the nightclub as a singer. And it, it was just so awesome to hear uh, little stories like that and the antiques she kept. Uh, were really, really uh, cool and unique and um, just so, so interesting to see something like that. Imagine to live in a time like that where, where the, one of the most important things to do is dancing. And that's, you know, um, we got the clubs the way they are, but... <clears throat> In this time that we live, we can't even imagine that. And, uh, you know, right at the beginning of the Roaring Twenties, they had a pandemic, too. They also, yeah, they also had a pandemic. So um, it, it was quite amazing how they came out of that and just were so filled with energy and, um, and uh, zeal. And and I think that that is super awesome and super cool. Um, hello, Tila. How are you? Hi. How oh, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Happy birthday! Belated. I am sorry. I I, I forwarded my poem, but sorry, couldn't come because of working. And even now, I have to go to work. <laughs> so and it's nice that I've got a job, but then uh, I'm 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 feeling you know, a little bit tired to, you know, like not before, you know, it was continuous. You, you you were working and everything. And now all of a sudden it's a shift work. So it's more tiring, but I'm enjoying it. That's the most thing. Well, that's good. That's good. And I'm going to get a comment for Titus from Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, it's interesting how you point out that we're now – in another version of the 1920s, but it's 100 years later. So we're 2020 instead of the 20s. And uh, 
what you have here was definitely a great nostalgic look at jazz at that time period. I'm running through a list. Uh, some of the greatest songs of that era have been considered Black Bottom Stomp, Jelly Roll Morton, Black Beauty, Duke Ellington. You have uh, Waiting for Kay by Benny Goodman. And, of course, the ever-popular Ain't Misbehaving, Fat Wallace, or Fat Wallace. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember my dad absolutely loved the big band stuff and, and all of that. Uh, growing up, he he joined the military right before World War II and um, had to kind of, he kind of grew up both in the um, Roaring Twenties and the um, Great Depression, so you know he got a taste of both of those uh, of those times. Uh, Tila, uh, if you want to make a comment mm-hmm. on Titus's poem, and then I'll throw your poem yes, up there. Yes, please. Uh, it was a lovely poem, Titus, and imagine a 90-year-old, and uh, you know, think, thinking about those days. And I, I and I am, um, yes, I do agree with you that at that time people had only. Um, you know, music and, um, you know, enjoying in a barn or maybe, you know, going to some places where they have lifetime enjoyment and everything. But, yes, I I, I loved uh, Titus' um, poem. Uh, It was so lovely. And and I also um, um, liked the way he had put it here about, um, you know, a small cafe uh, where children have a carousel and, uh, chestnut trees and you know all the all the beautiful summer days, everything that lights and gay. It's it's a beautiful um, imagery and I love it. Yeah. Great, great, great comment. And Tila, you are you need to refresh. I need nice. to refresh, but I did I did put it on the board. Yes, <laughs> I got it here with me. <laughs> right. Um, it says, uh, grow strong. Uh, one must always take a, like a human plant, always stay hydrated. Water is good for our body than alcohol, which destroys and makes one's life into misery. Get up early, as bright as sunshine. Why go back to darkness and sulk in the morning? Nourish yourself with good soil. One need good nutritional food. Why eat greasy food and become like a couch potato? Be good support and help. Don't depend like a winery. Give space yourself to grow, to move ahead. Don't waste life. Let go of things that no longer help you to grow. Remember, life cuts you down, but you can grow back stronger and firm. Don't give up, but bloom with joy. End of poem. I love the message here. Get out, enjoy life, enjoy the nature, and and you know don't don't laze around and and do nothing. You know, take walks, love life. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff around us that um, even simple things like going out and enjoying a sit on a balcony or 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 a sit on a porch. Um, makes life wonderful. 
you know, because you enjoy those things, those fresh air, and you can get more attached to what's around you. You know, you are like a human plant. You need the sunshine, you need the smells, you need the sounds, you need the birds chirping in your ear, you need the um, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, color of the flowers and, and the fragrance, uh, the different fragrances of like, like roses and jasmine and all that stuff. So that is, this is an incredible poem um, pointing to all of that and uh I think it's kind of a message for everybody, you know, even even a message for me. So uh, incredible. Uh, Thank Raz. you. Yeah, the definition of good health is to be free of both mental and physical diseases. Everything that's recommended in this poem does lead to better health and vitality. There's that watching of what you take in by uh, nutrients and uh, keeping to a strict carbon diet, as well as the other part, your physical self, which requires more than just some rest and relaxation. It needs a bit of exercise in order for it to stay in perfect shape. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Wonderful, wonderful. I don't know if you're going to be able to hang around for a few more or if you have to go no, right I, away. I have to. I'm I'm ready. I'm just running out from <laughs> from my house. So thank you so much for having me and I and and have fun and enjoy, guys. Take care. All right. You have a good day. Have have fun at work. Uh Enjoy yourself the best you can. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, (laughs) Viro. God bless. All right. Uh, Let me see where I want to go from here. Um, I have a bunch of of different uh, options here. And uh, let me see where I want to go. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you read our next poem. Uh, and first of all, let me uh, welcome to the show uh, Laughing Soul. Hello, Soul. How are you? Hello. Hello, Mr. Soul. <laughs> Good morning, Raz and JCA. Is Tila here? She's gone. She had to go to work. Okay, she's left. Okay, okay. Here today, gone tomorrow. Like love. Hey, I just had dinner now. <laughs> All right. What we're going to do is uh, have Raz read. I'm going to call again. I'm having a very bad connection. I can't hear you all properly. I'm going to call back. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, Raz, if you could read uh, Hatter's poem for us. Yes. Here is Jay Hatter in A Lost Balloon. I watched him walk from where I stood to the life that was once called mine. On my knees, I'm begging you, please, turn back the hands of time. I should have brought you flowers. I should have whispered in your ear. You wished away my hours. You made me so unclear. The rain inside is falling upon this dying heart. Inside the echoes calling 
tearing it apart. I saw it rise and leave your soul that cried my name as you drew near. I watched my touch burn your cheek in the rain. It disappeared. I paused to see your laugh walk by. I could not bear to understand. You watched the death of me inside from the arms of another man. Reaching out with trembled hands, my love be cast on sorrow's mist. Break my days with whispered words. Release me now with one last kiss. I cannot believe you. Let me go like a lost balloon in a smoke-ringed sky. Losing sight, my heart stands still. You never said goodbye. Wow, this is... I, I love this because it's got such a musical feel to it. Uh, there's a couple lines in there that, you know, I should have brought you... I should have bought you brought you flowers or on my knees, I'm begging you please. I I, I recognize those from songs. Uh, they 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 feel like lines from songs. This whole thing could be turned into something with uh, with, with a song, and uh, I think that that is uh, the wonderful wonderful part about it. And uh, I, I I love the way it it sounds and the way it looks. Uh, let me see. Uh, hey soul, can you hear us better? I can't hear you. Flowers, Neil Diamond. I'm having a lot of trouble hearing you all, you know. Uh, but uh, am I audible? It, you you sound perfect. You know, you you're sounding okay. real good okay. today. <laughs> right uh, oh, is it so? Thank you. So uh, I had read this. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Do do we have We're that established that you, you never bring me flowers was Neil Diamond? Decide so. whom I you're passing so. the balloon to. <laughs> Black balloon, goo goo dolls, and then you have uh, a bit of Shakespeare here with release me now with one last kiss, Romeo and Juliet. I guess uh, you watch the destiny inside from the arms of another man, no reply the Beatles. If you want to look at it like that, then it comes from music. But, you know, here there's also an original take is what I think. This is the poet admitting what it's like to lose a lover uh, most impactful and devastating manner in which you don't feel that you're ever going to be the same again without this person acknowledging that you exist to the extent of that special connection you once had and lost. Amazing. Um, so, what do you think? Uh, I feel it's a realization after the person has lost what should have been treasured and uh, very poignantly uh, put into uh, words which are so heart-wrenching, you know. I pause to see you to see your laugh walk by, I could not bear to understand. Uh, saw it rise, then leave your soul. It cried my name as you drew near. I mean, uh, it could even be death of a loved one uh, whom you didn't value when the person was there. And uh, whatever you may say, it's, it's, uh, it's drenched in uh, uh, realization repent, uh, regret, and a lot of remorse feelings, you know. 
uh, it breaks your heart each and every single line as you keep reading and uh, yeah this is what uh, happens when you don't buy her the flowers on time you know when uh, she's around and uh, <laughs> sorry just adding a little of my humor you know i can't help it i can't really i am a laughing soul i just can't uh, uh, you know make it sound all very uh, you know we all would be crying away or otherwise so no doubt he, i mean uh, hatter is such a uh, amazing uh, uh, writer and uh, he writes very sensitive uh, uh, verses and i enjoy reading him and this is one of them you know which just just touches your heart from the first line till the end so yeah Oh, all right. Uh, well, we're going to uh, bring back on. Oh, but let's bring on to the show Rack. Hello, Rack. <laughs> we can say Rack. I'm here. I'm, I'm virtually here. <laughs> you have the flowers. Hey, Rack. <laughs> Must be. It feels like home. All right. Hey, good morning. Let's all. Let's also bring to the show. Brandy, hello, Hi. sugar. Hey, darling. <laughs> you follow What's me going here? On? <coughs> I, I was like, shoot. I was like, wait, is today Wednesday? And I looked at I looked at the list on the board, and I was like, shoot, I don't ha- I don't think that we'll have time for my poem too. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, guess what? Yeah. We do have some leftovers from your show, and I'm going to read one right now that's my my very own. So this poem is called Turn, Turn to Silk, and it goes like this. Asters bloom in blush purple hues as lamb ears stroke the tempest breast beneath the shadows of the plantain palms. Bluebells ring the sitar crescendo, clanging the bangles in strawberry fields. Cheeks press the flame of the twined lips, shrouding the lusty penchant ignition caught in the sapphire veil. Ringing bells ring, muted by the thunder of the heartbeats. And the glow in the cracks of the ribs spotlight the wrinkles in the hands turning to silk and poems. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Rack, if you want to uh, get comments. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm a little slow right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 was that was gorgeous. I, lo- I love all the musical references uh, that that you use in there. Um, I, um, if you uh, know, uh, ELO has a song called "Turn to Stone" instead of "Silk." So I, I like um, that 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 variation because um, delicateness, the wrinkles, the uh, the, the, the fabric. Um, to compare that to skin, um, as someone ages, um, that, that it's, it's a beautiful thought. Making making this uh, a very uh, visual piece. Really enjoyed that. So we got we got Raz on the line. We got Raz. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here. I'll comment. There's uh, definitely an element 
within this poem on turning to silk, I recently heard, it was just yesterday randomly watching an episode of Supernatural that in uh, former times, what they would do to patch up the patients is usually use a silk-like material in order to create transplants. And so uh, this is a bit on a morbid note, but it's almost like uh, a part of the poet is gone, and they know that it can be replaced again and filled in what, what there is of that hole when, when looking at uh, all that's left of nature in its greater glories, like uh, the purple and bluish hues of the skies. Uh, so I, silk, silk is you. amazing. Silk is amazing because of the um, because of the tensile strength. Um, it, it's one of those things that inventors are after to try and replicate um, the um, the strength of, of, of silk. Um, it's really it's really uh, an, an amazing uh, thing. Um, so, what did you think of Jay's poem? Oh, it's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the quote itself, you know, uh, the prompt itself uh, is uh, so uh, beautiful that it's, uh, it's, you know, he's just uh, done so much justice to uh, the entire um, uh, quote, you know, on the secretly blushing cheek is reflected the glow of the heart. She's, uh, she's from my city, this girl, uh, Sanova. And uh, she's from Mumbai. And uh, JCA's poem, like, what do I say, you know? He's caught in the touch of uh, sitar, which is, uh, which is, uh, you know, I mean, an Indian uh, uh, musical instrument. What an imagery. Bluebells ring the sitar crescendo. Wow. Clanging the bangles and strawberry fields. You know, this took me back to my uh, school days because... Uh, where I studied in uh, in my boarding in Panchkani. Uh, Panchkani is famous for uh, strawberry fields, you know. And uh, uh, it just, the entire imagery took me to uh, a different, uh, you know, gave me a feel of my own uh, days where uh, we did run around and, you know, have fun. And, uh, okay, yeah, we didn't, I mean, you know, uh, the entire poem is so uh, beautiful, like uh, where uh, you uh, mentioned the uh, spotlight is on wrinkles, you know, in the hands turning to silk. What what can one say? He just leaves speechless this line. And uh, it is so sublime, it is so subtle, the entire poem, yet uh, it breathes love. So... I loved it, JC. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I think uh, Brandy's the last one, or you got anyone else on the line? No, Brandy's it. It's just mine. Give me a beautiful one. My wonderful journey. I got a doctor's appointment in about 45 minutes. Can you come in for Jay before you read? Yes. You know what? Jay, you know know how to throw girls' panties to the wayside. (laughs) 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 You never fail, darling. 
You never fail. As long as I threw your boxes to the wayside Saturday night, that's Sunday night, that's all that matters. Well, now. All yeah. right. Well, here we go. Here, here we go. Talking about uh, someone who loves the. No, I'm not, Jake. I'm not going there. Uh, throw your panties all over the place, Boo. Hey, Boo, what's going on? <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you know? <laughs> I'm not wearing any. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's how we get Boo to appear. We start throwing panties around, huh? <laughs> hey, Boo. I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it because I got some cardiologists in 45 minutes. That's Brandy Sainz. <laughs> Boo, good morning. Okay, good morning, G Money. Don't wake anybody up. Have a good day. My little devil's not just showed up because Boo showed up. All right. Well, let me let me um let's take a look here. And uh, Brandy, you said you got one to put down there. Yeah, it's in the boards. It's in the boards. Um, let me pull it up here. No, I'll grab it now. I see it now. Making her panties? I don't know. I don't know. There it is. I got a doctor's appointment in 45 minutes. I have to do a quick see. All right, Brandy. There you go. And there's a story behind the photo, by the way. It's called Delusions of Commentary Minds, and it goes like this. You You owe me. Confinements of stark contrast and synchronism, syntax mutables against graffiti tattoos. We should lay silent in homophones, or was it an oxymoron? Closure of optical visionaries, spoken notes, fondled, coerced, swore and pleased for Jupiter, rain down, temperance, and Neptune for competence. Opaque opulence opposed approvals. Neath gossiper weapons over antidotes. I owe you. Sought condiments beyond ink splotched therapies with eyes now opening. We are still blind and mute in poem. Wow, you, you put a lot into this here, uh, Brandy. And uh, You won't believe what I'm, the photo. I'm not, not going to say uh, that I totally 100% understand everything. This may be a little bit beyond my. Um, <laughs> I think you went outside my area code, but the, you know, I'm 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 looking at this. There's there's some very interesting stuff that we can um, we can uh, grasp from this. Jupiter, the god of war, for Jupiter. No, Mars is god of war. Jupiter's the the isn't he the he's the king of the gods in, in Greek, I think. I'm, I'm 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 kind of blanking out, but uh, yeah, I I think it, it, you using these uh, these um, planets, but also having them turn around and represent gods, I think is quite interesting. Um, it, it, are we talking? Uh, uh, what's it called? Astrology here. Astronomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. And um, and uh, it's quite interesting how you, how you bring that in there. 
Um, it, it's not, I, I'll be honest, it's not something that I'm 100% um, uh, understandable, uh, understanding in, but I think it, it's quite clever how you brought that forward. Um, I love closure of optical visionaries, spoken notes fondled, and then at the end you turn around and said, with eyes now open, we are still blind and mute. I like that. I like that because, it, it, you know, it says we closed our eyes, but when we opened them, they still were closed. So it, it, it's uh, very, very uh, interesting, very clever, and very unique. So you did a wonderful job on that. You blew my mind, Brandy. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me get a comment from Raz. Raz, what do you think? I think you're confusing uh, Roman mythology. What there is of Jupiter is the comparison of the Greeks' pantheon in which you have Zeus. And so Jupiter represented the god of the gods, and Mars was the god of war, while Neptune is the god of the seas. And uh, as you have with the Greeks, Poseidon. But uh, all of that background notation of the overall method, which is applied here by the poet, they've taken a moment which could be defined as strictly modern and all but immortalized it through different forms of knowledge into that very allocation, which is mentioned in the title. Uh, you have this sense of disillusion. There's uh, so much more which have been believed in once that is now seen to not even be remotely possible. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, the photo was, is from my personal collection. I took that photo a long time ago in black and white during a winter storm, and I purposely did it. In my old apartment, front in the front door of my old apartment. And uh, let me get a comment from Rack. Yeah, it's a very interesting poem. Um, it feels like you're exploring the meaning behind some things, like um, like Jay had said. Um, and um, as far as the, the the Greek and the Roman and. Um, I always get confused with that too. Um, you know, that they, they, they um they refer to the gods in different ways. Um representation of the planets, um, comparing them to them is is a very interesting thought. Um I'm not sure if it was the gods or the Titans that, that um also had uh, the names of some of the planets as well. So um there's a bit of a Most a of the Titans were moons. I'm sorry, the Titans were what? Moons or other lesser gods is what they would call several moons. Like you have, for instance, Ceres or the one that revolves around the planet of Neptune, the Yeah, from what I'm remembering, I thought thought the Titans came before the gods and then there was a war between the Titans and the gods. They tried to kill them off at one point. um, Yeah, I've heard that version. There's different ways of looking at the myth. Yeah, the, 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 they were called the, the Gorgons by, by the Greeks instead of the yeah, Titans. The history, is, the history is interesting, and, and, and what you what you managed to do is spark a lot of conversation, Brandy. <laughs> Great piece. I didn't expect for it to be like that, but okay, I'm all for debate. I'm all yeah. in. Uh, 
Last comment is from Boo, and then we're going to put uh, Boo's piece that uh, she missed from your show. Boo, okay. what do you think about Brandy's poem? Okay, what's the name of the poem? Because I think I'm reading the wrong one. I think, uh, I think I'm going <laughs> Delusions of Jane, Commentary Mind. Okay, that's the one I thought, I, I thought. Okay, all right. Oh, I hate to say this, but I'm really confused on this one. And I, I read it a couple times. Maybe G would be better to describe it. I'm sorry, Brandy. I'm, I'm a little lost. I'll be honest. She, she stepped, a, she stepped away for just, for just a second, boo, oh, so oh. she didn't, get, she didn't yeah. get a chance to hear oh, it. Oh, I hate saying that. I feel like a loser. I mean... I have to read it. No, I, 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 I was like I said, a, a lot of it got got past me as well. So Brandy <laughs> really brought us uh, to really, a thinking. I mean, um, she's really good too. Too bad she stepped away. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Brandy. I will read it in the All right. yeah. and I can like, read it a couple times. Hey, boo. Hey, boo, don't worry. You're gonna... from my... Go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Brandy. Go ahead, Brandy. I was going to say, I Boo, you're going to get a. You're going to get a second one anyways, okay. Boo, so the, so you're going to get this one plus another one, so we're going to do that. Oh, yeah. What do you want, Brandy? The photo is Can from my personal it? collection. Mm-hmm. I love the photo. It's, it's, the photo is really cool. Yeah, it's from my personal collection. Um, it's mm-hmm. not from in the, from the Internet. It's from my, per, my own personal collection of photos I've done um, about, oh, gosh, good gracious, like, Six years ago, give or take, give or take two, three years. That's from yeah, the internet now. Personal collection. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read next. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm all for, you know, if you if you love it, you know, you know, whatever, you know, you can have it. Po- you know, you have my permission to use it. Just make sure you add my name attached to it, whatever. No problem. Yeah. And I think. Uh, I think Sol wants to say something about your uh, photo. Okay. So sorry, uh, I'm back. I had to go to the kitchen. Oh, Brandy, I was uh, t- reading your poem, uh, but, you know, the photograph is what really, really, really attracted me. What book are you? Are you saying something? I can use something because... You got music in the background from somebody. Oh, oh okay. sorry, 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 shoot, sorry. I thought it was on mute. Is that the Beatles? <laughs> you are so. <laughs> Anyways, this is called delusions and disillusions, you know. Uh, when uh, when we lost, what's happening? And uh, but uh, your photograph is so uh, so grave, you know. It's. Uh, it just explodes in the mind, you know, your uh, uh, entire picture is, uh, it's like, you know, there are uh, a lot of unheard screams uh, that are singing and talking around the uh, uh, still air, wanting to be heard. And it, I, I I think, you know, I just recently posted, I, I think we are going to read my poem, uh, Grief, uh, tonight and today. And uh, this image would have gone so perfectly with that. Uh, I just love the oh, photograph. Yeah, what was on your it? mind? What was on your mind when you clicked it? Oh, you know what? 
Yeah. I made, I sort of made a promise to myself I would never use my images to write to because I can never find the right words to use. And I, I just that, uh, felt like I needed something to write to one of my images, and so I plucked this one and I started writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's oh, very, yeah. it's like Finding when the earth was born kind of a thing when I started writing. Okay. I, I'm sorry, I can't hear you all clearly, you know. I mean, I hope I'm audible, but uh, for me to, uh, I mean, everything is making nice. Anyways. Uh, all right. We've, we've yeah. got a little treat going on. we got a little treat going on next, folks. And I'm going to change it up a little bit. This is a friend of Boo's. Uh, we're going to do that next, Boo. Well, unfortunately, I can't stay around, so I have to go. Medication time and all. You want no to problem. You take care, Randy. I wish I could stay, Boo. I wish I could, but I have okay. to go. Okay, no problem. Okay. All right. Good night. Yeah. Uh, Y'all take care. Sorry, you want to do yours first? Have a nice day, Bandy. All right, y'all. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Boo, you want to do yours first and then hers? Am I mute? Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's okay. She's still deciding. Oh. I'm missing it out there. Okay. I'm going to go practice real quick, so I'll go, and then she'll come back. But that's okay. All right, Boo, we'll done. have you read, read yours then. Okay. Boom. There you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's called Unread and Unsaid. Okay, it goes like this. Dedicated to an unread poet. You used to read your poems, but lately you don't write. You're silent, aloof. You know that isn't right. You can't close the door once opened. You can't abolish all your dreams. You're a poet at heart. Must fall apart at the, mustn't fall apart at the seams. Say what you can in words and speak the message true. Spoken from the heart, the poems will see you through. An introvert, not your style. A recluse, you are not. Never give up writing the things that you've been taught. I used to read your poems. I'd read them once again. But it's undying love and respect from a supportive poet friend and poem. Uh, this is amazing, amazing, Boo. I, I really think that this is like a word to encouragement for so many people. Um, and uh, there are so many that could uh, relate and understand to this. Uh, and you really, really brought this forth in a way that's uh, quite awesome. Uh, excellent job, Boo. Um, you know, just absolutely forward. Uh, Rat, Thank you. what do you think about it? Yeah, this is really cool, Boo. Um, you know, it reminds me of, um, you know, we all have our favorites. We get to know these uh, all our friends on the sites and whatnot. And, you know, there's some people whose style that just, you know, speaks to us a lot. And this reminds me of when they take a break and you're like, you know, damn it, nothing new. You know, I, I only imagine the style sometimes that pickers have, you know, because they try something different. They, they, they don't always go by auto rank anymore, which is good. Um, they go by recommendations, and, and you know, a lot of times they, they have to come up with stuff on their own because nobody's nominating someone or, you know, they're, they're not seeing something that they like. So, you know, it, it could be, um, 
know, a really varied uh, landscape out there. You know, sometimes there's like, you know, five new poems by your favorite poets and you can't decide which one you like. And then the next night you look and it's like, you know, nothing. <laughs> so um, it, re- it really reminds me of that, you know, when, when someone that you really enjoy um, just doesn't or hasn't written in a while and, 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 and you miss, it's like missing them because um, that, that, that's our connection a lot of times to uh, all these people, you know, that's people you may never meet in your life. You know, people you, you, you mm-hmm. vow, like, you know, one day I'm going to have a beer with Jay, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it, it, it's yeah. a dream that you kind of hang on to that, that that's fostered by, by this uh, environment and, and, and the things that we do. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thought, you know. It kind of sums up, you know, um, uh, what, what do they call that? When, when, when you first see someone, your first impressions of someone, you know, uh, yeah. when, we, when we meet someone, you know, in a bar, the first thing you see is when they walk into the bar. But when we meet someone on AP, the first thing we see is the words on the page. So, you know, it, yeah. it, it speaks to all of that for me. It, it, it's, it's because we all put ourselves in, in, in what we write, I think, whether we mean to or not, whether it's fact or fiction, because it still comes from us you know, in one form or another. And, uh, you know, this touches on all of that. You did a great job with it. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. And Raz. Yeah, I've uh, met a recent friend here in Flipsider. He let me join a, a couple of new groups. So uh, it reminds me of him, who I've uh, spoken with in the last week that anyone knew on my contact list. I also like to take a shout out to Poetic Creations. You know who you are out there. You're fabulous. You're the first one I saw on the site when I found it a year back. And uh, Soul. Okay, thank you, Ray. Hello, Boo. Uh, this is for you. You truly are a very, very supportive uh, friend and a gem of a person. And, uh, you know, uh, even I have a lot of friends online, some whom I know almost since uh, 20 years now, probably, and uh, never met. But, I mean, you know, it doesn't feel at all. It. I know them for so long that I've seen their children got married. Some I've seen, you know, have their grandkids and great-grandkids. I mean, I've got friends who are much senior to me also, you know, in age. And they are family. They are family to me. I have friends in South Africa, London, Australia, New Zealand, you, I mean, all over the world. And, um, you know, uh, I feel their pain. They feel mine. And like you, when I see somebody is not around, I have lost a few friends also. As I told you, some of them are very senior to me as well in age, like they've got grandkids and great-grandkids. So I go knocking on their door, checking, you know, uh, hello, no message, no post. I hope you're okay. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, because uh, even if it's a virtual world, but you have connected for real, the feelings are real, you know. So uh, we can't be bullshitting that, uh, no, it's a virtual world and it means nothing. No. I mean, uh, we are human still, I think so. And uh, besides that, um, what I see, my, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, uh, writers who look up to me. There are a lot of kids who, you know, 
look up to me as their mentor and whenever i do trainings or you know even if when i'm asked or requested to conduct a creative writing workshop or whatever my advice to them is that never never mistreat your words you know they were your quilts in lonely winters and they deserve your utmost respect i mean come what may you know you have no right to remove your anger like you know people just say i'm you know i'm going to quit writing you know i'm not going to i would say that why the hell did you quit something which gives you we we cannot deny that we get happiness when we write our poetry we get happiness when somebody comments on our poetry it's a different level of high so uh never give up on it and never ever uh, you know mistreat it give the utmost respect that you can and your poem is your poem is a very inspiring one it should be on the front page i'm going to nominate it you oh, thank you have a lovely day wonderful <laughs> And, bef- and uh, before we go on, we want to welcome to the show Azakel. Hello, brother. How are you doing? I'm not doing anything I can get away with. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, Azakel. Uh, Boo, Boo, is your friend ready? The button, Boo. Yes, she's ready. Her name's Bailey. Her name is Bailey. Mm-hmm. Bailey. Okay, thank you, Bailey. We're ready, Boo. Okay. I apologize. I'm a little bit nervous. No worries. You'll be all right. I haven't, like, played this song for people in a while, so bear with me. And obviously we can't see the words, so we're just going to listen, okay? Okay, yeah. I'm going to sing it. All right. I'm gonna be behind you. Don't make you nervous. Okay? It's okay. It's okay. You won't make me nervous. Okay. You're fine. <laughs> it's a rush only you can give, and I'm my only. Get when you're in my veins. Let knock me down. You drag me up. That you provide When I don't have you I just wanna hide I feel like I'm gonna die I'm in chains Chains to escape the pain In my veins you're rushing through my veins When you're not in me I hear my call When I pass you I fall I live I 
Yeah, we could hear you great. That's amazing. Wow. I'm 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 absolutely floored. I love the message of that that thing. Uh there is a um, great uh longing behind your words and uh mm-hmm. I, I I think that you did a wonderful job uh bringing that forth and you you did great. You don't need to worry about being nervous around here. <laughs> Yeah, we've only been yeah. heard in over 90 yeah. nations around the world. Don't worry about it. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, you join the group. I, I, I can tell you right now that uh, you're not only being heard here in the U.S., but you're also being heard in India. So let's let's hear from India herself. Soul, what oh. did you think about that? Oh, uh, it was so soothing listening to her, you know. Uh, I couldn't grasp the words because, like I told you, I'm unable to uh, hear clearly. I have no idea if uh, reconnected twice. But uh, whatever I could uh, hear her sing and music, it was so soothing for me. just made my night, you know, beautiful. I'm sure the words were also uh, uh, equally uh, uh uh, you know, inspiring and gorgeous, uh, but I would love to read the poem, you know. I, I really couldn't grasp oh, the words. Yeah, I'll so. post it on there. I'll have for me. Yeah. I can't understand so anything. Much. Sorry. I can't understand anything. I'm really, really sorry. I, I think I'll reconnect again, John. You know, I'm not able to no, grasp no, you, any. You, like I said, we hear you perfectly, so I I don't know if I want to risk that. <laughs> okay. Let me let me let me get some Let me get some more comments for uh Bailey here. Uh Rack, what did you think? Uh shot of Bailey some of my coffee in the morning. That was that was awesome. Um well like just just like so mentioned, you know, it it, it was very soothing that the, the melody was uh unique and, and um I I mean I I could see myself, you know, 
I wouldn't exactly put a Starbucks on you because that's not fair. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I imagine someone sitting in a coffee house somewhere, um, you know, maybe, maybe in the village, in the East Village in the middle of the night, you know, they, 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 they do things like that. They play songs and stuff, uh, depending on where you go. Some of the coffee houses, um, they, they have um, open poetry and things like that, believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could see that. It, it was really beautiful. And, and you know, the other thing you, you yeah. mentioned, you know, having Boo behind you didn't make you nervous. Uh, <laughs> you got more reason to be nervous with her behind you than you do being on the radio. You did a great job. Hey, Rack, did you, did you know it was about addiction? Did I know what? Did you know it was about addiction and heroin? In her veins yes. and yeah. Uh-huh. I could tell. Like a, I could tell like a, as well. It sounds like a love I song. I could tell as well. Like addiction. I love well, songs right here. Okay, bring up a song to heroin, kind of. Breaking up with heroin. She's been clean now. She's clean now, so that's the good news. Yeah, that, 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 there's a, uh, I won't call it a symmetry, but there's, there's definite parallels between addiction and love, and, and uh, people, people compare them a lot, and there's a lot of uh, similar language that you use, it's like a lover, you do talk to it and refer to it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's it lends itself well. It's lends itself well. It is very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you later, fucker. <laughs> uh, oh, thanks, great. Thank Let you. Me get, let me get a comment from Raz. Yeah, they have their whole legal argument here done with as to being a kind of modern contemporary adult folk lyricist so uh what i heard it's that kind of a deep vibe you're hearing from satellite radio lately where you have the tracks going into more of an inner blues than what had originally been there as to meditation and uh, what you have Mm of soul when it's uh pondering those uh problems of which uh, we, we never discussed mm-hmm. they actually float on the surface of that beautiful melody line yeah thank you thank you wonderful and lastly i know azakel loves music so what do you think about this brother okay i'd have to say i'd offer an edm instrumental of my own work and work with her and develop a courage that she could do some vocal overlays on some electronic dance music, like uh, like uh, I'm like electronic dance music and female vocals, they just go hand in hand. And, I've been thinking uh, about getting into yeah. stuff like that, actually. That's funny you say that. <laughs> well, you just look me up, hit me up with a PM or a message or whatever, or have a uh, boo connect you to okay. me, and um, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm gonna get on the show. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot you some tracks, cool. and if you like them, you like them. If you don't, you don't. But I, I could give you the guidance to, like, you know, build you up to do some vocals. And I've got a little bit That'd of a following. Awesome. I got some subscribers. Thank like, thank you so. Much. I, I would I, love that. Yeah, look me up. I'd be interested. I think you got a natural talent. Yeah. You just need a little bit of courage and showmanship. But um, the natural talent is there. The natural talent is there. I can yeah. hear it. And it's, Thank it's, you. Uh, I appreciate that a lot. It's music. Cool it's yeah, we've music been doing um, poetry therapy here, and it's very effective um, for them to express themselves. And it's mm-hmm. really awesome to see them grow. Yeah. Right? And, and I love poetry, so I love Diana. I always sit up there and listen to her poems. <laughs> I, 
And if uh, doing musical that, vocals, like if that's if that's helping you keep sober, then uh, I, I put mm-hmm. 120% of your heart into it, and it it will give you mm-hmm. more joy. Like music and poetry gives me more joy than anything I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Yes, yes. All right. We are now going to go into Raz. Raz, uh, here is your poem. Yeah, strictly brewed back at the, the stereo lab. And uh, this piece is really one that I did not give away its exact connotations in the author's note. So I, I would just share briefly before reciting. It's on what you have when you reach a state of society that technology is sending communication all the time, but there's not a real way of knowing as the people who are using these machines what anyone's saying. So uh, here's the point of the poem and the title, Miscommunication. We have a terrible case of miscommunication here and pressing the trinket box buttons further. We have a terrible perspicacity with blood transfusions that can be done by hostile forces, intuitive hunches, where nothing is the universal law, the utopian civilization with utilitarian happiness, the hollow spirit nutshells, miserable. An acute metempsychosis hinders the progressive gain to nothing loss, resulting with the inevitable time calculus. Prizes for believing the great unknown range to physical disability and barabit conjuring bag. Flight 773 descended from Francis Pauline Gonzalez, self-inflicted gunshot wound. The aviation diabolical disaster had an early season by 1961. Nonmodic reasoning can't see through the probable motive to the belief system's photography. Regarding the Stanford murder mystery, pray tell, the background condition holds, so the information loads. Rewriting the rules, expostulate self-position, vampire, a scarlet cardinal, feather nose, bleed salvages. The crown and rose suspender. Count the toiling of the bell's number. Equate the shuffle set. Infinite times converse. The scolum paradox revealing the non-definite definitions. In this specific summons. Pro kill. Mob key card. The liveliest presently selected electrostatic subinterim photorespiration overfeeding robotics pin check. The operator gun lock mobilized kerosene. King like fatherland, bilateral suspension hell. The epitome discerned phosphate geographic spatial technicalities. Ionization blue ball, pseudoscience hollering, machinate wingspan sabbatical. Thousand fold stance, the luminosity looming, demagnetized riper hierarchies. Periodically, the regis fishbowl delegations bypass the hops, resorption, gravin and grail, quadrant and turpoint. Decolonization, greenhead, antique wood spurn, beautifiers, capricious spang bangles, sagacious, listlessly hushed the blasphemous iniquity, recalling the massacre at Skull Creek, faulted gout and finches, industrialization, resplendent radiance, abiding foggy, blackjacking, counteracted embodiment, disturbed entry, wireways, clock, deprogramming nitrogen psalm, tendering the warm hearted lady love, forebody, here away. Example of another sample, the biomorphic intersubjectivity environmentalism, aromatic portfolio, a terrible case of miscommunication. Repeat the code word of the day. Silent, silent, 
silent, silent. That's all. All right. When I what I see this this is like a, a, a mind explosion in my head right now. This is um, I I see it as you know uh, different things within society being uh, misunderstood and not understood by society itself. Um, the things that that twirl around uh, the mysteries, the unknowns those things that they really couldn't put a finger on, but they tried to uh, explain it away anyways. And uh, that's ultimately what I see within your words. Um, (laughs) Incredible job in the intelligence and the way you put it together, mix all of your current events, uh, pop culture and everything like that, along with a whole bunch of science. So I'm very impressed and very blown away by this uh, incredible job, Raz. Uh, Rack, I heard. You, you know what? You're, you're guilty of giggling. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love what you do with the, uh, things like this. Um, it's it, to me. You know, I, I'm, you know, I relate to food a lot. So I, I think you're giving us like a Thanksgiving turkey. And all this, these little bits of information are the spices that you give us that, that, that go with it. Um, and, and each one brings out something different in, in, in the flavor of, of, of what you, what you, the subject that you're talking about. Um, you know, um, I could see, you know, it's easy for some people to try and accuse you of being all over the place, but it's really, you know, still a common theme. You're talking about communication from beginning to end. And um, the, the the final thought really sews everything up when when you say, you know, the, the silence, silence, silence. Um, it, it's the people's interpretations of, of the crap that's presented to them or sometimes even force-fed to them, um, um, not being able to tell, you know, if it's the truth, if it's a lie, you know, depending on the quantity that they get or even, you know, the age of it, you know, again, like an ingredient to me, you know, when something's old, it doesn't taste like it really is. Um, you know, so we could tell sometimes we hear shit that just doesn't sit right on our tongues, you know, when, when it's said. And, and you could tell when you hear it. Um, and, and you bring all of that out in, in, in the way that you present this. Um, it, it sounds a little manic, but it should because, you know, you, you kind of, you know, that that's the way it hits us. It, it comes in, in this flow that's just, you know, a, a, a huge pipe that doesn't stop. And, and it's almost impossible to get your footing in, in the face of it. You did a great job with this. Thanks, Rack. Um, Azakel, what what do you think? I think somewhere along the way, uh, whoever wrote that, I must have pulled them off because their energies will just not latch into my brain receptors. It's in my brain. You remember the saying, saying Frego is in there? It's in my brain, but they're just not my my energy's not allowing me to latch onto what he's saying. It's like I, I want to say it's over intelligent for me, but I know I'm smart. I could figure it out. It's just I'm just not getting a connection. There's some kind of dissonance. Yes, the ending of the piece. A great part of this is based on uh, using words that would occur to AI life in order to handle real life or simulated problems. And so I even noticed myself when I was done, there is that very lack of communication, which I was trying to generate 
as to the very theme of how you might feel talking to a machine because we know technology or AI life, they don't respond on our level. So that's why there's that obtruse or kind of abrusive use of language within the context of the piece. So there was something, I, I actually did get a chance to speak to some artificial intelligence and um, it asked me if I could, or we got into the conversation, could I explain what pain is? And I told this artificial intelligence, pain is like you not having the data or information to answer a question because you feel emptiness, you feel without, you feel confusion, you feel like you're at a loss. So I was trying to explain to this AI that uh, human pain is the equivalent of a computer not being able to have an answer for a question that's asked. So I don't know if you are intrigued or found that interesting, but that's what you, yeah, what you did. Yeah, there's not any sense in believing technology could be on our level. There's a whole list of words here that literally would only be generated by an A-life machine in order to try and translate uh, what there is of the real world. What you have with words like deprogramming, finches, fishbowl, interpoint, decolonization, beautifiers. And so that flipped around by biomorphic. I meant what was the real code word and how are we miscommunicating now? Great comments, great comments. Um, Sol, you're the last from the comment, and uh, then we're going to put your piece onto the board. Uh, yeah, Raz, uh, you know, another of the topics that uh, you uh, have brought forward is uh, is something that really needs uh, attention because, uh, you know, it's all about myths. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking. I'm talking about miss as an miss. So <laughs> miscommunication, you know, misunderstanding. So it's you know you have to treat the miss little uh, uh, carefully. But uh, besides the laughter, I would say that yes, this is. I'm repeating a topic that uh, uh, needs a lot of attention, which has been easily, uh, you know, uh, taken for, uh, uh, taken very lightly, like, oh, it was a miscommunication. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, the blame, uh, the blame is very easy to be put, but uh, a lot, a lot goes uh, behind, uh, uh, you know, when you are, uh, instigating somebody to do something there's a lot of uh, uh, judge uh, what do you call it um, uh, you know there's some there's a lot of thought process and words which are picked up very carefully to uh, uh, drill in a kind of uh, uh, you know you can say a hormonal uh, output wherein the person is uh, bound to do what you say you know it just feels or it gives a neuron high you know and uh, when you're talking about a, uh, a murder or somebody like I was reading what you have mentioned over here about plane crash and uh, um, the guys uh, just shooting it into uh, you know a they were like uh, they just shot the uh, pilots you know and uh, 
I wanted to read the entire incident because uh, it's new to me. But so many things that uh, happen are um, drilled in for like months together for them to do what uh, to us feels very, uh, you know, um, I mean, we, we can just sit back and uh, judge, but uh, it's, it's just pathetic that how uh, easily everything is just uh, put into a mute, uh, you know, by uh, saying uh, things that uh, we don't understand easily, you know. And that's that's what I get from the poem. Because there are many examples in this which are new to me, so I really can't comment. But overall, I know what he's trying to say. That's it. Great comment, great comment. All right, we're moving on to Soul's piece here. And here we go. Grief, a poem by Laughing Soul. Grief, a music so haunting, my ears bleed emptiness, a void so daunting. Let me weep in peace, dance with memories bellowing, oh grief, a music so haunting. Shadow swoon and moves ballad, whisper nothingness, the silent hollowness. Clenched me a void so daunting, oh grief, a music so haunting. Say me not to move on, say me not to smile. When the season is over, shall bloom cherry blossoms. Meanwhile, just be there besides. Like the becalmed stillness, for now. Mourn my skies forebodings, grief, a music so haunting, a void so morbid, a void so taunting, grief, a music so haunting, and poem. Wow, you know what, you could probably read any subject and it would sound great, because this is, this this is so um, so haunting, and yet there's still a hope to it because of the fact of someone walking through with you. And I, and I, I look near the end where it says, um, when this season is over, shall bloom cherry blossoms. Meanwhile, just be there besides. Um when you are grieving something, it is always incredible to have someone close to you, someone near to you, to uh, walk with you through this time. And I think that you have painted that right there and you put a hope in it that uh, when it's over, there's going to be growth again. There's going to be something coming out of it that's beautiful. So um, brilliant, brilliant uh um, poem right there. Let me get a comment from Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I've heard this kind of music at night, one which is haunting and like the void. I remember the occurrence was uh, around fall, winter time of 20- 
2019 came from the church, which is a couple of blocks away from here, but there was no one there at the time. So that's what I mean of whatever had been generating the very thought of some form of uh, archaic and religious mass was definitely of a paranormal nature. And that's my own personal experiences, but anyone can actually hear some type of music and through that inner sense of memory, how it chooses what there was of recording and what you have now also feel a sense of haunting. So you have here different accounts how it's very much possible what the poet is stating if anything of music is just that haunted. Thanks, Daz. It was raining so heavily today when I was trying to record. I really had a very, very uh, uh, tough time trying to record. And this poem I had uh, written for a friend of mine, you know, who lost her husband recently, you know. And uh, I just couldn't find words to uh, console her. And uh, I have been with her throughout because her husband was you know, diagnosed with brain tumor and the last few months have been very difficult for her. I mean, you know, young age, he was barely in his 50s and uh, it's it's very it's very painful. And again, you know, she's somebody I know from, uh, uh, you know, UK and I know her since last now 15, almost more than 15 years. Never met her, but uh, but I, the, I can't tell you. I, I whatever but you know some relations are just uh, made by God you know not by blood so it's like that and uh, I just hope the poem did little justice to her pain that was that was my grieving process it shows how much more bad a human being you are to know of this person's suffering that it affects you on an emotional level that there's plenty of a heart to you (laughs) Thanks, my dear. And uh, Azakel, would you like to add anything to this? I am officially on listen mode. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to listen, but I'm getting that static, a little feedback or something. With it. So I, I'll have to read these individually, like with my eyes. My ears aren't working. Oh, no. No problem, no problem. Uh, Let me get a comment from Rack, and then, Rack, we're going to put your piece into the board next. Um, You know, on a side comment, you know, you're worried about being heard. Um, Oddly enough, um, your emotions were heard loud and clear through this. Um, I think um, uh, grief is is the uh, emotion uh, that's attached to a memory, and um, there's definite... um, you know, uh, things that they went through both together. And um, even after, you know, someone's gone, when you look back on those memories, um, the idea of the cherry blossoms blooming um, is is almost to me like reliving those memories, um, experiencing, remembering the beauty that you shared 
with that person, you know, because uh, when you're with someone, you see things through their eyes as well, and, and it's clear that, you know, the person that you're writing about um, saw something beautiful with this other person, and they changed their, their, their perspective on the world and, and their outlook on life in general. Um, it's this wonderful and, and very emotional, um, the way that you bring bring out that, that connection between the emotion and the memory and, and um, her feelings and, and the suffering that she's going through. Beautiful, beautiful job. Thanks, thanks, my dear. All right, uh, let's go on to uh, Rack's poem here. And here we go. What Nothing Looks Like by Raconteur. I close my eyes and look within, blotting out all distractions. I ponder exactly what I see. Why can't you see what I see? In the mirror of my mind, reflections can't lie. The emptiness overwhelming me. I'm drowning in a sea of people looking through me, treating me like flotsam as I attempt to turn ripples into waves, swept away with the tide, grasping at words, convinced they were my life preserver, speaking without having a conversation. As I sink below the surface, realizing the absurdity of clutching for that which lacks substance, yet the vacuousness of words hits like an anvil, accelerating my descent to the depths. And I realize it was never emptiness reflected in the mirror. It was nothing at all. Because in my haste, I saw myself through your eyes. End poem. Wow. Wow. This is... (laughs) This is um, sorrow and just deep, uh, hard-hitting emotions. And, um, you know, how we look at ourselves. We are the biggest critics. And I realized it was never the em- never emptiness reflected in the mirror. It was nothing at all because in my haste, I saw myself through your eyes. And, wow, it's, you know, <laughs> to see ourselves and our reflections and, and think ourselves is the lowest of lows um, it's a sad state of affairs but a lot of us do that and I I don't think it's something we're we're beautiful people we are, we don't see ourselves that way but we are and I think that this is a very relatable piece and I want to give everybody courage out there that you are a beautiful person, you are desired you are wanted and you are uh, part of this family. Um, Rack, incredible, incredible, right, with tons and tons of emotion. Um, just absolutely amazing. Um, Soul, what do you think? 
I don't want to comment on the poem. I want to comment on the poet. <laughs> you may. You may, poet. absolutely, 100%. Yes, because the poet is one of my favorites. He's a friend, a very dear friend. And I see him as a gem of a person, you know. I know he's a friend for life. And you better stay so right. Um, you don't you don't forget that we are going to have drinks together soon. So <laughs> you are you are such a darling. You are you have something in your voice which just puts everyone at ease. You know you bring in joy with you. You come in a room and you bring joy and you bring happiness and uh, you are a people's person. Whatever bullshit somebody told you this bury the shit and throw it on their face and you don't even need to you know think about those vacuums and emptiness and uh, whatever whatever you know break those mirrors and get a new one and you don't even need a mirror you've got friends who who's, I can't say you can see us in your eyes because we are like far but I'll send you a picture of mine you can see it in my eyes <laughs> but, but I'll tell you that uh, I think our voices can reflect uh, what we feel for you, and uh, you overwhelm uh, uh, the entire all poetry with your uh, beautiful soul. You know, you are just just be what you are, who you are. You know, and uh, I have read the poem before. I have commented on the poem, and uh, it's good when you realize that. You are much more than uh, you know what was shown to you. So, oh my God, sorry. I think you know you need to mute me. My dogs are going berserk outside. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the barking. I hear they, the barking. They heard me. And we will. We will right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Sorry. You know. You can mute me. Oops, I muted the wrong person. I muted Rack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He heard, he heard both and he muted me. <laughs> yes, there's plenty yep. to say here on this poem. I have uh, read it several times. It's been shared on the air, but nothing looks like. And uh, what strikes you first is the statue of the knight how it's made out of rubber, and yet there's so much honor that we originally attached there from uh, hierarchical values. So why is that what one considers to be on no more than a plastic or rubber knife? And when you go on reading these words, what the poet is describing, how they've been reduced into being nothing in someone else's eyes, that is a real realization of how much distance society finds for those of whom they don't understand or maybe otherwise have to block out because there's not that conscious sense of all of us being whole or one in in the same social order. So there's plenty to be said here on how is the poet or yourself supposed to feel if you realize that someone else really thinks nothing else of you except that you don't exist? Where 
would you go from there and how could you aspire to prove that they're the ones suffering from a terrible misunderstanding that all of this is very, very real? Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Wonderful. And I'm going to tell Azekel to pay attention to the next one, definitely. But <laughs> I, I I don't know if you caught it, uh, Rack. Did did you, did you catch Rack's poem? Yes, um, yes and no. Like you know how like when I hear one thing, I jump off at a tangent, like free association of what it triggers in my mind, and. Absolutely. There's definitely, a mention of, there's definitely a mention of looking into the mirror, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So that took me into an association one time where I did something that's called scrawling, where you actually stare in the mirror and get so hardcore a focus that you don't even blink your eye for a while, and then you will see the flesh disappear, and you'll see your head as a skull. And it's supposedly a rite of passage and a threshold for magicians to stare in the mirror until they see their flesh go away. And you'll literally see a skull where your flesh was. And it's about teaching the, the wizard, the magician, power over death and realizing that within us is, is skeletons and will eventually become skeletons if we don't attain the power. And it's way better than the whole... Uh, Red Mary or, or whatever you say to the mirror to summon some, you know. But, yeah, I suggest somebody try that if they want to dive into some supernatural self-empowerment. Hey, Bloody Mary. S-C-R-Y-I-N-G, right? Yes. It's been over 20 years since I looked it up, but it's called Scrawling with a W-L-I-N-G. And, uh, oh, okay. That's just, not what I thought. It, no, no, no. I thought I, I, I you said something. And, um, yeah. All right. Well, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little two two things. Okay, let me tell you the direction we're gonna go. I'm gonna uh, play. One of my uh, audios here, I'm going to play Azekel's, and then we're going to go into quick comments with the rest of the poems uh, because we are going on time. But uh, sit back and enjoy. I know people have been looking forward to part four of how I feel about you. So here we go. Your stench is kind of raunchy, 
almost can't take your smell. Is it because you're so skinny? Just can't seem to tell. Your lips are cold as ever. Kiss you all the time. This love is an endeavor. Some may say a crime. Hold you in the night, but you don't give off heat. But if I lived without you, be so incomplete. Just won't think about it. Love, I am consumed. Some things don't come out roses with a girlfriend who's exhumed. to really want to uh, God what do I say like it's freaking awesome and uh, I think he should now just let her go <laughs> she's all bones and she's all cold and she doesn't give off heat and uh, oh my god what a thriller what a psycho thriller your scent is kind of raunchy almost can't take your smell I mean is it because you're so skinny Oh God, oh my God, I can't even bear to imagine how and what he must be doing with that body, you know, and uh, what makes you bend these? I can't get into your head. You are, <laughs> you are, you get into the character like, oh Lord, you freak me. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you'll find out what happens to her in the next one. Uh, so it's going to be uh, quite an interesting uh, tale. Oh, <laughs> it, it goes I think even I need further. a nice. Uh, I need a nice shot of Bailey now to sleep. What do you say, Rack? <laughs> uh, uh, Rack, we, I think I scared Rack away, uh, but <laughs> he had to go. go, what do you think about that? Well, that was so dark and dirty. I'm going to have to call in a prescription of penicillin tomorrow to pick up. Thank you. Did he put the music in this? <laughs> Raz. 
Yeah, the caption piece, it looks a bit like Eric Foreman from that 70s show being prostrated by Ghostface Killer and Scream. And uh, there's definitely a, a dark sense of humor there. But uh, what was really disturbing, I guess, might have been that line Miss Solid stated, hold you in the night, but you don't give off peace. Give so off we're yeah, basically talking about someone who's... Uh, playing with a dead body like a necrophiliac would on yeah. getting off with the kicks at night. Uh, I, that's what I'm seeing here. These kinds of disturbing behaviors, it could all but be described as serial. Very dark, very dark, very... Whew. It only gets better from here, folks. It only gets better from here. Thank you yeah, guys so right. much. You better sing for <laughs> us now. You have, you Actually, have people listening and listening to you. I got Azekel yeah, coming up for us next. Somebody really needs Oops. to sing a nice love song. I mean, you know, it's midnight for us here in India, and we are listening to you. <laughs> All right. This is, this is called Superstar by Azekel, so get ready and listen to this. Fantastic. Azekel, I love the message between you and what uh, Uwe uh, created um, here. 
because it is a great, great message about uh, pretty much building people up uh, because that's who they are. That's what I believe they are. They, It is about um, uh, getting people to realize how important and valuable they are. So wonderful job on that. Um, uh, Raz, what do you think about that? Yeah, like all the other demos being generated by this performer, there's a heavy influence of underground dance hall here, trip-hop. You have a, a bit of that 80s retro, and then how it has a whole new spin of which, uh, with this kind of mixing, it could just go on for days and years playing off uh, the bass. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Great comment. Soul, what do you think? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm actually so disconnected right now. I'm uh, not able to connect, comment, you know. Uh, I'm going to read it later and comment. Azekiel, please don't mind. It's like midnight and... Uh, I am, like, really, really, really disconnected now. But, uh, I mean, your music definitely was very entertaining, and thank you for that. I really needed this before I hit the sack. So, guys, uh, I'm going to say good night, please. You know, my thank mom you, is here. Cool. Right. I'm going to develop a coke habit now. <laughs> I'm the superstar. Thank you. you guys. Good night. Good night, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye, Raz. Good night. Bye, everybody. Bye, JC. Good night. Have a lovely day, guys. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. And, Raz, did I scare you off or what? I'm at rack. Did I scare you off? No, no, no. No, my stupid eye doctor barged in. I had I had to take care of uh, whatever it was that, that they were bugging me about, but um, yeah, yeah sorry about that. No problem, no problem. That's fine. Welcome back. And here's what we're gonna do, folks. Uh, we're gonna be blistering through the rest of the poems here. And the reason I want to do this is I want to give everybody a chance. So we're gonna do one poem, one comment. And these are all the people that we absolutely love. We want to give them a chance to be heard. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start things off reading a little bit of Silk Black Rose. So here we go. This is called Shades of Scarlet Scarlet Sin by Silk Black Rose. It goes like this. Moon fire strokes my libido. Fever burns through my veins, 103. My heartbeats howl as of a wolf, hungering for your flesh. Desire, darker than love, sweet sense of scintillating skin. Your eyes, a feast to my famished lips, drowning in gluttony for lust. Lay spread before me, offer the blossom of your sensuality upon reds satin, this altar of crimson corruption, and I, a heathen to hedonistic gods, bear the sigils of my carnality, scrawled 
in the wicked languages of my tongue writhe beneath the press of my sweltering addiction, feed my unquenchable passions with flames of a demon's kiss. Breathe wanton temptation against my ear till I growl, I want you now. Need to lift you, pin you to the wall with a thrust of unbreaking virility. Slake my inflamed pulse in the streams of your savage songs. Rake your claws into my back, ravishing your, in your surrender a devilish dance of insatiable decadence, melting into the spiraling hell of our silk-wrapped skin, crashing gravity, de- detonating delirium, starburst suicide, the ember smolder to blaze again. End poem. Wow. Oh, damn. Well, let's see who I'm going to let Rack. Rack, I'm going to let you go ahead and comment on this one. Yeah, I, I, I'd say uh, that's right in Silky's wheelhouse. Uh, he does sensuality in a, in a very visceral way, and, and it's really easy to picture the, uh, the visuals that he conjures up for us. Um, yeah, I mean, he does an amazing job um, when, when he describes something like that, and uh, you know, you can't help but be um, swept away and uh, <laughs> elevated at the same time, as it were. He did a fantastic job, Silk. All right. Next up, Raz, I'm going to have you read a little meta for us. Yeah. I would be honored to share the words of this poet. As I was reading on the board, he would have been here today in order to recite his own work. Uh, I had to go to the post office. So uh, here's the poem. I'm dying to live. I'm dying to live. There's no denying this river I'm crying. As soon as you're born, you're dying. Ain't that the truth? Nothing we can do. A few loose screws, knowing we are screwed. To live is to die. No good answers why. Not knowing the day of our own demise. Can't jump high enough to escape from death. Everything revolves around both bread and breath. Death never takes a person by surprise. Always ready to go in the blink of an eye. There's only one chance. There's never a sequel. Six feet of earth makes all of us equal. Death is nothing. Life can be crazy. But living defeated is like dying daily. Would rather die at the edge of a knife than keep on living a meaningless life. If the end comes, I'll be more forgiving. I'm not scared of dying. I'm more afraid of living. Life's for the living. Death's for the dead. Let life be like music. Death's a note instead. Thinking about death, it drives me ballistic. A single death is tragic. Millions are statistic. Death is universal. Everyone must die. Not all of us live. I'm dying to live. I like this. I like this a lot. There is such cleverness within this. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared of dying. I'm more afraid of living. Oh, my gosh. This is that. You know what? There are some people that 
that are like that, that are that, that that fearful of what's coming next, what's happening next. They just don't know how to grasp a hold of it, how to uh, hold it in their arms, how to hold it in their in in what they do. They lose grip of um, grip of uh, what's going to happen next, of what they should be doing, and it, it, it it's a sad story because. Um, ultimately, we've only got this, you know, we're living this life. We're living what we need to live, and we got to grab a hold of what we live. If we um, don't live, we regret it when we die, you know. Nobody ever says they want to, um, they wish they could, uh, you know, uh, die with more money. But uh, there, there's people on their deathbeds that have regretted that they didn't, share enough with people they didn't have enough people yeah i, I agree react consequences and uh yeah that's that's a powerful message and I, I thank you meta for writing that uh next up i am going to do a little headshot try to try to um even come close to what he thinks <laughs> this is called Oh, no, this poem has been deleted. So that one we are not going to do. Okay, I didn't even check check it out, make sure uh, we didn't do that one. So next up, I will do uh, Xylophonic Blues. And uh, let's go ahead and kick this one into gear. And this is called Gray Creases of Origami Blue. A vignette, and it goes like this. One, far in the corrugated shadow, muffled in the mist's chisel, flexures shrouded, viewless gales, straight upward into the darkness. Wait, listen, sword silhouette sunset, human, human thought, grasp, sign language, translations, in the beginning, end. Pewter-pleated respository, devotions, harmony, overhanging, threadbare, stewing within the mangled soil, overtaking inside the mirror, frost, eyelids cannot shatter to tremble, tsunami-furled billows, scarlet-raging, whitening trees, creased in whispered lies from where the veil door unlocks, rocks, Tomit gusts, bear shawls, chasm, nevermore reclaimed. Two, waxen wrap around to a mountain extent, pinhole skies amongst raked glens sleeps. I am wake walking. Sequel window. Molten screen door, blanched melancholy, rain spine fume driving, passes bore rivulets, white caps anise bohemian in circles. Dovetailed hinges open, torn sighs, swinging light or dark hover echoes from the past, ballast of paper mache. Clover-stained eyeglasses along branches crease, parody clenches restless indecision, 
your spine folds sleep and your memories stop beating oh so fast cornflower moon caress her wings three wind the speeches solitary staging temper down the mountain my vision surface tension particular a touch after dying breath in its harness the ice of mine steeped the waves sloshing peer at the pupil of the flame, coming closer upon peering whistling a poor shape winding terrace unrelenting vacant shuttle the glaring street lamp swinging contemplating against the stone breakwater curtains cobble ridden faces trace of porcelain storybook castles proximate language shielded by the parasol folded hopes origami thoughts inland goal writing footsteps to laughs amber tinted coastline blemished spinning spiraling stained ink luminosity teardrops and adrenaline flip-flops for airfoils frolic words breathe sapphire electrical undressing raindrops teal blue spark porcelain edens whispers ruby hibiscus weeps cradled iris tentative touches resonates a voice mother of pearl abalone shell spiraling into that aquamarine ladders paint your night unspoken eyes echoing from the folds dark and deep adriatic obscurely seen fragile fine print powdered sparks remapping embark cobalt surveying eternity live death rebirth calculating carefree fingers purpose arrows pursuing reawakening renovating amethyst accessory acrylic air counseling alloys optimum celeste circumvention azure trajectory and poem raz I am going to let you tackle this one. Yeah, definitely one of those difficult rights. There's so much here that the poet is really encrypting with their phraseology that you have a kind of post-impressionism effect of what they've done with the wording, how you're going inside the paintings and, uh, all of the pain is unraveling around you per stanza. And so what there is to grasp ultimately from beginning to end was uh, an artistic statement of what can you find that more objective that the origami was really blue as you could objectively state. But on the other hand, there are creases which show that gray area that distinguish certain lines that are not as 
stable as one would originally assume from all five senses to physical reality. There's a little edge there that hints on uh, a border that does not distinguish one subject from being absolutely subjective to what we think of as objective reality. Incredible, incredible um, comment. Uh, comment there. Thank you. Thanks. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What we're going to do is, uh, Raz, I'm going to have you read the next one, a uh, poem by uh, Crystal. If you're bored of that comment, it's pretty much all I learned about art and philosophy when I went to college 20 years ago. (laughs) But uh, I'll try to look for a different angle next time. As to origami, it's uh, one of those creative processes that, uh, in general, you know, a person may notice lies around the house's inner decor. But uh, there's so much to state of how you uh, see these different forms of mediums. Do you want me to recite Crystal Hope's poem? Yes, please. Here's Crystal Hope. She sung the melodies of life's music. She nestled against the tips of the lilacs, weeds tangled around her legs in rhythm, wind strummed her strands on her shoulders, bouncing to the beats with rainbow prisms, dandelions danced their white whistles, like piano keys harmonizing in nature's notes, barefoot on the echoing vocals of the valley, ripples on the lake like a lyrical boat. Sticks of pine and oak limbs shake like strings of an acoustic guitar, periwinkle skies, atmospheres and alto, while the clouds resonate at an angel's bar. She sung with the rhythm of the ground, danced with the flowers of the lake's lyrics. She twisted the tree strings with the clouds bliss. She wrapped herself in the beat. Of life's music and poem. Oh wow! Incredible, incredible. Love the musical uh, because of its musical uh, flow. Uh, Azakel, did you get to hear that one? Okay. Yeah, um, it's still another one that I'd rather write the comments in, and I, I like to dissect them line by line, and it, okay. it flows really well. It's real warm. But I, I just prefer to write. I got it pulled up on a on a window, so I just prefer to comment within the thread. Thank you. That's excellent, excellent. I'm gonna let Rack uh, make a comment then. Yeah, the, uh, anytime that they they use the musical references, like you mentioned, it, it really strikes me. Um, you know, you you've got the the rhythm and the flow and the feeling and the bass and all that other emotion that's tied up into music, which is you know, uh, to me another form of art and poetry. You know, um, there's something. Oh, Jesus, leave me alone with this phone. Uh, I'm sorry, I I, I got to run. Okay, no problem, no problem. You take care, brother. I I think what we're going to do next is I am going to read Frank's poem. Let me get to it. And here I go. This is called Love is Crazy by Poetic Picasso. It goes like this. 
Love's is the sweet taste of a fresh cantaloupe drenched your mouth with its wet seduction. But it can be the sour taste of the stale wine leaving behind the juice of unfermented grapes. The blossoming of the soft petals of a red rose flourishing into the virgin color of the beating heart or the bitier, bitter regret, the pierced, prickled, unplucked, sharp like vindictive dagger of a scorned lover, the beauty of a crescendo or t- of turquoise cascades, the streaming vapors where lovers bathe naked, or the deep waters of the surging tidal waves drowning you in the bottom of the lonely sea of despair. Love is the powerful breath of the passionate wind sweeping us within the orgasmic force of its thrust, or it can be the betrayal of the whims of deception blinding you with rays of the solar eclipse of truth. Love is crazy. So am I. End poem. Raz, I'm going to let you dissect this one. What do you think? Yeah, there's uh, plenty to say with the fine wine. One poet in particular who always loves wine that I've been reading for a year's time is Joseph Moon. He brings it up consistently with his writing. I think it's a practice or form of ritualism to which he engages on the year's behalf for the sake of good health. And uh, that was the beginning of the stanza, but uh, where we reach towards the ending a few passages later is that these uh, lovers were somehow torn away from the sea and what is eclipse had been the truth. So I would think of this poem in particular, if you weren't drowning in the wine, then you were drowning in the water, how it has that sense of being a bit uh, overwhelmed by uh, circumstances and situations to which you never had any real full control in the first place until your whole life is kind of swept away under that very sea of which uh, the poet is discussing. Excellent comments. All right, Raz, I'm going to have you uh, read uh, Silk's piece next. And we only got a couple, couple poems left. Here is Sailing Crystal Seas by Silk Black Rose. Sailing crystal seas. My thoughts drift on foaming ebon tides. Diamonds burn in the depths, falling into the night. I fade, cross ethereal lines, sinking into the siren rift, calling to the other side beneath star-studded skies. Doorways slowly crystallize, sipping my eyes. Black roses sigh in pale moonlight. Silvery beams cast a phantom shine, slowly weaving spells in dark spiral designs my spirit will arise to kiss the divine yeah this is a little different for um, silk um, 
how he puts this together. Uh, I'm more used to his um, uh, his poetry that that tells more of a story, but this one kind of jumps into the emotion side of the house, and I really like how he brings this all together and kind of uh, bleeds these emotions out onto the paper, and I really, really enjoyed how he did that. Uh, very unique, very spot on to what he uh, normally does, and uh, you gotta love what what he writes. Um, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, it's a wonderful job, Silk. Uh, let me give my thanks right now, and I know we got a few minutes. We got two more poems to get to. I want to thank uh, Raz, Tila, Soul, Rack, Brandy. Azakel, and uh, for calling, I want to thank uh, Jask, Irish, uh, Beard, and Meta who are out on the board. Uh, really appreciate all you guys, everybody who wrote. I want to thank uh, Boo for all she does, and a special thanks out there to Bailey for uh, performing for us. That was uh, simply a marvelous, marvelous thing to do. And right now, I'm going to... Whoops. I got the wrong link. But uh, what I am going to do is we're going to play a little uh, sound clip here from Rob. And uh, here we go. Can I comment for a second on Silk? You may. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. What I read here by The Seas Being Crystallized is a sense of spiritual rapture and... uh, I decided to look that up for a second. It says here that uh, in the Bible, the devil will be overthrown during end times. And uh, after he reigns for a thousand years, then will come the second coming. And so at least in that religion, what's considered a form of rapture is knowing that what is due to all souls is salvation. Oh, amazing comment, amazing. So here we go. Let's put this in here. Little Rob. Beads of pleasure. Beads of sweat trickle down the nuke of a neck, glistening on soft curves of static skin, hot with electric pulse and gliding fingertips. Beads of pearls wrapped around her wrists glimmering dancing reflections from burning flickers of candlelight. Beads of wax strip down her arched spine, glinting as quivering hips sway, writhing in the gentle shock of pleasurable pain. Diving into trenches of pleasure in her intoxicating salty skin where sweet treasure lies, confined inside the pouting shell Glowing through refracted moonlight. My lips trace from her nail navel, sailing along hip bone sulky swell as pointing toes curl and waves reach breaking point under firm strokes to the nocturne's crescendo. Wonderful. Uh, Rack, are you still here? 
Now, then we'll let uh, Raz, you go ahead and uh, make a comment on this, please. Yes, there's a great use of language of uh, what I'm reading. I think in this case, you have one of those moments of which uh, only a, a poet would point out as being all that more significant than what you usually regularly perceive. And uh, these kinds of moments, as you will, they're only left in this form of abstraction by the language he's using because everything had been said to form a kind of revelation with the spans of those particular seconds at night when the moon had been out that it, it would just take someone with a like-mindedness or a connection of what there is to uh, their general surroundings on um, being able to completely empathize with uh, the point of that moonlight. Why had it been more particular on this night than any other night of which uh, a person had been alive to keep on recurring some subconscious mind as the overall epiphany of any apocryphal moments to which uh, you see that shedded light of the moon. All right, excellent. We are losing everybody out on the board, so thank you all out there who have been listening. We appreciate you all, everybody out in the world who've been listening as well. Thank you. We're going to do one more poem um, after uh, in in the overtime, so... We will see everybody there. All right, here we go with a little blue. Prelude. Crystal melodies, exercises, tenements trims, frosted, untarnished lessons, photons in a cloudless autumn sky, Pain in the particles swaying upon pigments' blood elements, a hue of a robin's egg, broken, being built. Chapter 1 Moonlight through a window strikes, peaking, wavering a melancholy tone between portals, the keys wild, celestially, truthful tuneful throat. The song seraphisically salutes the suns. Crave passion, fallen flood, eye of violets breathe, circling wreath, personality, searching, ever closer, porcelain and ebony and green stars, breathing their notes, leave strings, upon old stars' waltz. Winds drum strands on her shoulders, a silver chain of sound, links without a break. Dearest, shout to the music as whistle drops. White sundress, distracted, sharply etched. Afternoon fatigues, she breathed crisp. Ancient lights art, nature's Harmony hums. Laid, illuminating, rush of her fingers, 
stroking, worn, dusty ivory keys. My darling, a murmur rises and begins. Slow light from darkness, melody, heavy notes encapsulate. Out, keys, fingers. Hands play chords, forgotten, pressed, gently, horizon, reverberating, rhythmically. Candles burn wick, dripping wax. In tune, melody, petals of brass, impatience for a reality. Chapter 2. Silhouetted chair, Picasso's overture, sadness, haunting, sick synchronicity, and saline's air. Velveteen tunes, shadow of a whisper. White rivers float, fleeting out to sea. Arpeggio, seagull's wings downstrung, tossing vibrant veins, a written window, warps keys, silent, broken and bare, fingers to hands, teases weeds, nestle tips of lilacs, your heartbeat and body, tangled legs in rhythm. Chapter 3, chords, journals, awaiting patiently, Longing, gently opening, her lid welcomes the touch. Fingers eagerly brace, emotions flow through her inside's beauty. Unravels, flying tender, shadows familiar voice, whispering, reverberate recurrently. Captivating senses, reminding me, strengthening my chords move. Composed haphazardly, wounded words towards silence. Exotic Ebony, Chapter 4. Sobering, operatic, hush. Alabaster interprets, alabaster interrupts arpeggio. I tap key, slowly, carefully fingers waltz. Rhythm overflows. Rumbling, resonating. Winter's chaste air breathes inspiration. Self-forgetfulness's song. Aloft maintains a golden dandelion drawn upon human stores. Picked against the bank, shades of dusk, flinted hooves of mahogany substance. Early summer evening, Set the sun, leap, deep, accord, brains reflex, fill, skies thrill, planes showerings. Chapter 5 Water dimples, eddy overtures down tide, wooing the zephyr leaves, aspens chattering net, myriad dews, trembling. Dropping, Argentine. The wedding song of children's poppy. Flushed white shivers. A valley's golden cup. A handmaid's ear pressed. Hurried notes run. Perennial, quavering. Jet up the cord. Hills, 
Meadow Brooks of Fallow Brown. Dreams of labor sap the quickened veins. Wine overflows. Water spirits chime. Wings, a spiral stair voice outlet. Sweet, silvery, sheer and lyrical. Intervolved, spreading wide. Inner springs linger, ringing. Piercing fountains, otter air. Jet of earth's music mirth, fleet as trills repeat. Chapter 6. Expectations, mountain heights, and morning's prime starry voice. Ascending, spreads, human, soft trees, adjacent balcony. Reaches, its arms, fingers, wrinkled berries. Ruffling serenity's ravagement, silence near soars. Extends world wings, spacious dome lost on aerial light. Upon ebony's mirrored reflection, sings in poem. What a brilliant, brilliant tribute um, to Boo and her dream of that crystal piano. What descriptions of that that uh, remarkable um, instrument that is an absolute treasure. Um, Blue put together just a, a wonderful, wonderful piece uh, for Boo. And uh, I, I think that uh, he did a tremendous job uh, with this. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you make the last comment. Last comment of the show, Raz. What do you think? Yeah, I started off really uh, stubborn-minded, not having the slightest idea where it was coming from, and then by stanza three, it, it just appeared. The piano. You could see it through every last word he had been stating from the 88 white keys to that glossy finish of the black top. And uh, it did leave me with that impression that this is an amazing piano for someone who must be a gifted musician, of which I, I do associate the thoughts of Boo. Yeah, great comment. We, I think we all do. And uh, with that, uh, we are going to end. We're going to leave our house. We're going to say that you uh, can't stay over all night. It's not an all-nighter thing, folks. But we can wish you good morning, good night, and good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And we're going to play one song. This is Last Call. And this is a little bit of a treat because I'm going to be singing with Boo playing piano. So here we go. Your presence still lingers here 
and death won't leave me alone. These wounds won't seem to heal. This pain is just too real. There's just too much that time cannot erase. When you cried, I wiped away all of your tears. When you scream, I'd fight away all of your fears. And I held your hand through all of these years. But you still